Welcome to Barely Audible Whisper, a weekly NPR parody podcast in no way associated with NPR, brought to you in no part by the following parody sponsors. The American World Stature Amber Alert. Now that the EU is considering banning American travelers due to America's horrendous coronavirus outbreak, America's stature in the world is officially missing. American stature was last seen being led by a black man who knew what the hell he was doing. The International Shithole Alliance of Countries, the shithole president of the shithole of America, has called shitholes, reminding Donald Trump that more than 122,000 coronavirus deaths is the shitholiest possible result of a country being run by a shithole. And the Trump University School for Denial and Pandemic Response, where the fact that there is no Trump University School for Denial and Pandemic Response proves that the Trump University School for Denial and Pandemic Response is doing a great job at denial and pandemic response. I am Dave. And I am Molly. And the volume of our voices, like the status of our country, was lost on January 20th, 2017. Our top story this week. According to the Washington Post, despite massive spikes in coronavirus cases, Vice President and homophobic Q-tip Mike Pence encouraged Republican senators to focus on the, quote, encouraging signs during a closed-door lunch. As part of an effort to accentuate the positive, the vice president and devoted manservant of His Holiness Lord Trump reportedly touted the fact that although infection rates are rising, the mortality rate is not as good news. You got to accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. Yes, the infection rates are rising, like my penis in the presence of the almighty orchidist of our savior Trump. I mean, they're just rising. But the good news is that the mortality rates, like my penis in the presence of a not-ovulating mother, are not, I mean, um, uh, they just are not. But aren't mortality rates a lagging indicator of an already out-of-control spread? Yes, but we need to focus on the encouraging signs. Are there encouraging signs? Younger and healthier people who are less likely to die from the virus are now getting the virus at higher rates. But isn't death a lagging indicator precisely because those people are likely to eventually spread the virus to more vulnerable people? Only if you think about it logically. Uh Uh, As the Senate Majority Leader and evil cartoon tortoise, I understand the nonsense of a cartoonishly closeted homosexual (laughs) Q-tip. Thanks, Mitch McConnell. I can count on your support as surely as I can count on the heavenly scent of racist greed that wafts from President Trump's divine penis. I mean comb over, I mean genuine hair. You got to um, you have to accentuate the positive, uh, eliminate the negative, and uh, latch on to the affirmative, and don't mess with Mr. In-Between. But more than 120,000 Americans are dead. You got to spread joy to the maximum. Bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith or pandemonium's liable to walk upon the scene. 
But there's literally no way to put a positive spin on the absolute failure of our pandemic response. As always, our Trump impersonator is a woman, because we hear he hates that. You got the virus to will disappear just like a miracle. The cure is hydroxychloroquine in just lots of Lysol and bleach. Democratic hoax COVID-19. Thank you, Mr. President. I am hardened. I mean humbled that you would contribute a verse. My constituents are dying by the thousands, and you want me to go back to them with a shitty song from the 1940s. Either that or a photo op where you deliver PPE masks to a nursing home while not wearing a mask yourself. Let me see if I can put this in a way you'll understand. Higher percents of tests are going positive. I see you bed. Numbers are in the negative. Our failure is our only superlative. Our federal response has been obscene. I don't think you understand the strategy here. You see, the idea is you've got to accentuate the positive. I don't think you understand that there isn't a positive to accentuate. I'm not gay. I hereby declare that you accident the positive or I will tweet mean things about you. Please, Mr. President, anything but that. I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. I've got my phone out. (laughs) Oh, he's serious. Unlike the Bible, he knows how to hold it right side up. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'm going to pretend there's something positive and ignore everything that's negative. I'm going to gaslight with lies repetitive and not be the victim of a tweet. And that's how Betty Loeffler won a real term. Yeah. Yeah. A Virginia judge dismissed a lawsuit brought by shifty-eyed Congressman Devin Nunez against the Twitter account of a fake cow. In his official ruling, Judge John Marshall said that Nunez, quote, seeks to have the court treat Twitter as the publisher or speaker of the content provided by others based on allowing or not allowing certain content to be on its internet platform. The court refuses to do so. Because judges aren't allowed to say, You can't sue a fake cow, you dim-witted, shifty-eyed, Trump-worshipping, dumbass Russian asset. As all three of our regular listeners and all 731,000 of Devin Nunez Cow's Twitter followers are aware, the Twitter account of Devin Nunez Cow had less than 1,000 followers before being sued by Devin Nunez, but ended up with more followers than the actual Devin Nunez less than a week after news of the lawsuit broke. Judge Marshall did not mention the immense popularity of Devin Nunez Cow because judges also aren't allowed to say, <laughs> Looks like you lost twice, you thin-skinned, free-speech-suppressing, plan-backfiring, Putin-blowing, authoritarian wannabe. As all three of our listeners know, in a failed effort to gain more than three listeners, Barely Audible Whisper tried to mix farm metaphors by piggybacking off of a cow and defaming Devin Nunez ourselves. 
please don't waste my time with more cow pun laden legal briefs that actually contain the phrases he's utterly worthless and it's pasture time to move him to prison. I'm a federal judge for Christ's sake. Last week, we abandoned that quest. Thank God. In favor of trying to attract cheap publicity by pretending to be the president of Antifa. But in celebration of Devin Nunez's cow legal victory over a real lawmaker who lost a real lawsuit to a fake cow, Barely Audible Whisper decided to defame Devin Nunez one last time. Hello, I'm Devin Nunez's utter cow, not to be confused used with the Twitter account for Devin Nunez Cal, I'm an utterly different cow. Mm, and I'm Devin Nunez's utter mutter. Not to be confused with the Twitter account Devin Nunez Mom, who Devin Nunez also sued. I'm Devin Nunez's utter mutter. Implying that Devin Nunez's mother is a cow is defamation. And I'm the ghost of the prostitute Devin Nunez murdered. Major League defamation. Devin Nunez murdered me because I refused to abort his baby. Even more defamation. Then he ate the baby because he thought that eating a baby might cure his shifty eyes. Too far. Then he dropped his pants and he. I'm uncomfortable with this graphic discussion of molestation. Hello, I'm Devin Nunez. I have multiple shady connections to Russian money. I got caught engineering a scheme to frame former President Obama for spying on the Trump campaign, a winery I'm part owner in served cocaine and exploited underage prostitutes at a fundraiser on a yacht. And as the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, I derailed the impeachment inquiry into President Trump's Ukraine dealings without disclosing my personal connections to the Ukrainian scandal. That's not defamation, because it's true. Mm, he did to America what he did to that baby in our metaphor. I also sued my local newspaper to try and silence their reporting on my underage prostitute cocaine yacht party. I also sued not just a fake Twitter cow, but several other Twitter accounts and individuals who say things about me that I don't like. Also not defamation, because it's also true. Do you defame someone who's this horrible in real life? I'm Devin Nunez, and I believe that Black Lives Matter. Whoa! 
At this point, the only way to defame Devin Nunez is to portray him as saying things that aren't evil. I renounce my support for President Trump. We must stop his divisive racism, challenge his authoritarian impulses, and put a stop to his rampant corruption. I'm so proud of my boy. Oh, I guess implying that his mother is a cow still counts as defamation, too. My Little Pony, the famous Hasbro toy and popular kids' TV show, has a Nazi problem. I'm sorry, what? This brings us to our new segment, I'm Sorry, What? Did you say My Little Pony has a Nazi problem? Yes, I did. Many of My Little Pony's most ardent fans are adult men who call themselves bronies. I'm sorry, what? The bronies have dedicated websites for their fan art. Of course, that includes My Little Pony pornography. I'm sorry, what? Despite the show's theme of friendship, community, and celebrating each other's differences, it has become a haven for racist wackos. One favorite fan-invented character is Ariana, who's cutie mark... I'm sorry, what? The symbol on the pony's back haunch is a pink swastika. I'm sorry, what? The TV show caters to its adult fan base, like when they increased the role of Derpy. I'm sorry, what? One animator drew a gray pony into the background with crossed eyes, and the fans decided to name it Derpy. Derpy started making appearances in more scenes. Despite the obvious issues with the character seemingly mocking the intellectually disabled, Derpy is now a regular character with a speaking role whose whole deal is being clumsy and stupid. I'm sorry, what? Perhaps the fact that the adult fans can wield enough influence to invent an offensive character and turn them into a featured regular on the show helps them feel like this is a safe space for them to be their worst selves. Derpy is such a favorite that the main hub of bronies is the website Derpy Boo I'm sorry, what? Uh, essentially, it's Japanese for Derpy Board. This website is where My Little Pony has a Nazi problem. Many images shared on the site in recent weeks have mocked the Black Lives Matter protests, some of them featuring zebras, a not very subtle stand-in for black people. I'm sorry, what? With us now is one of the moderators of Derpy Buru. We had to confront this issue in our community. We're big believers in free speech, and while we're not racist, I'm sorry, what? We don't want to be the PC police either. We've always tried to act against content that displays genuine racist intent on behalf of the poster. I'm sorry, what? That's the most toothless policy I've ever heard. But now, we're banning images that are created for no other reason than to incite controversy. That's the second most toothless policy I've ever heard. In addition, we've put together a story to teach the racists in our fandom about compassion and acceptance. Meet Bleeding Heart. She's a little blue pony with a dripping red heart cutie mark. Isn't she sexy? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) I'm Bleeding 
heart, and I'm off to teach compassion and acceptance. Yay! Hey, new pony. Welcome to Race Town. I'm Secretarian. Is it called Race Town because you're all racehorses? Nope. Well, I've been sent on a quest to teach compassion and acceptance. Mm, no need here. We got plenty. Are you sure? Your cutie mark looks an awful lot like the SS insignia. Sure. Come meet my friends. This one with the red hat cutie mark is Meganag. Make Equestria great again! Oh no! Is Equestria not great? Not as great as it used to be, but we will rise again! What's so bad about it? Too many of them you-know-whats. I don't know what. Zebras. Yes? Is someone talking about me? Hey, Dog Whistle. This zebra here is Dog Whistle. He's one of the good ones. Have you heard about all the looting in Ponyville? I'm against looting. You're so articulate, Dog Whistle. You know that having one zebra friend doesn't mean you're not a racist, right? Heck, I don't even see stripes. Exactly. It's about culture, not species. They can learn to be like us. We'd be fine. Oh boy, I have my work cut out for me. Listen up, everybody. I'm not going to tell you it's wrong to prefer other horses to zebras. I'm not going to tell you it's wrong to playfully make fun of their differences. I'm not going to say you have to listen to zebras and learn about their struggles. Then what are you saying? Don't make generalizations like all zebras are criminals. Definitely don't draw anything like a bunch of zebras hanging from trees. Basically, before you do or say or draw something, ask yourself, is this for no other reason than to incite controversy? That sounds like a really low bar. <laughs> I'd hardly have to change anything at all. Thanks, Bleeding Heart. You've shown us the error of 2% of our ways. <laughs> I don't belong anywhere. What'd you say, Dog Whistle? I said, I'm so lucky to have friends like you. Yay! Yay! That's a story. What'd you think? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? The internet has been set ablaze over the past couple of weeks with the resurgence of an old, unproven theory that world-renowned composer Ludwig von Beethoven might have been a black man. The theory, which rests largely on circumstantial speculation about Moorish influence on Beethoven's lineage, has been especially popular amongst dumb white liberals eager to show off their willingness to embrace the idea that one of the greatest composers in history might have been black. For more on this story, Barely Audible Whisper turns to The Ghost of Duke Ellington, one of the greatest composers in history who definitely was black, but who most of the same dumb white liberals have never heard of. Dig this! 
I'm Duke Ellington, the founder of Big Band Jazz. I invented an entirely new genre of music, the complex musicality of which can only be mastered by the most splendid virtuosos. And I'm not even mentioned in the discussion about great composers. Wow, Beethoven might have been black? That means that like one of the greatest composers might have possibly been a black man. Arguably, the greatest composer in history was a black man. That's what I'm saying. Arguably, Beethoven might have been black. Screw Beethoven! Oh, well, you, you shouldn't say that, man. Uh, it may or may not be racist. I'm talking about me! Who are you? I'm Duke Ellington. Wow, a black Duke? European democratic socialist countries really are more progressive. I'm not a Duke, dummy. I composed thousands of brilliant scores in a genre I invented. And my genius gave birth to the genius of such greats as Thelonious Monk. Monks choose to live monastically. It's not okay to call monks lonely. And it's certainly not okay to label one monk in particular as the loneliest monk. <sighs> Billy Holiday. Billy Holiday is preferable to Billy Merry Christmas. <sighs> John Coltrane. Dizzy Gillespie? Oh, poor Gillespie. Uh, if he's dizzy, he might slip on the ice of that cold train. Ella Fitzgerald, Charlie Parker, Miles Davis! Who are these people? And what do they have to do with the fact that even though the evidence is flimsy, I'm so progressive, I'm willing to embrace the idea that Beethoven might have been black. I'm talking about the great geniuses of jazz music. Oh, you mean like Kenny G. I would smack you in your dumb white mouth if I was an asshole like Beethoven. Guten Tag. Allow me to introduce the rumors that Beethoven was black. Well, it is possible, if not likely, that Beethoven is of some Moorish descent. Contemporaneous references to his complexion, as well as the fact that he was nicknamed the Spaniard, make it most likely that he would have been considered a white person of a slightly darker complexion. However, given Germany's history of racism, you know, with the Nazis and all, we choose to encourage the idea that one of our most beloved hysterical figures may have been anything other than Aryan. Aw, oh, man. You mean the greatest composer of all time wasn't black? He was probably just a white guy with a tan? No, the greatest composer of all time is the black man who created the only truly American art form which was predominantly perfected by other black people. Are you talking about hip hop because Eminem- I'm talking about jazz. Jazz? I hate to break it to you, Duke of the Democratic Socialist Republic of somewhere cool, but Kenny G is like the whitest dude ever. <sighs> or barely audible whisper, I'm Duke Ellington, the greatest composer of all time. Realizing that the only way for American black composers to get their due credit is to have their sounds stolen by Elvis Presley.
extremely misguided attempt at offering relief to the tourism industry, which has been ravaged by the economic consequences of COVID-19, Arizona Republican Senator Martha McSally introduced legislation that gives rich people a tax break for going on vacation. Jesus, that's stupid. For more on an idea so stupid we had to bring Jesus into it, Barely Audible Whisper presents a segment we're calling Jesus, that's stupid. Hello and welcome to Jesus That's Stupid. I'm your host, I.D. Osmio. On Jesus That's Stupid, we explore ideas so stupid that even Jesus would say insulting things about them. I'm Republican Senator Martha McSally, and I believe that the best thing America can do to stimulate our economy in the grip of a deadly and infectious pandemic is to incentivize interstate travel. Jesus, that's stupid. By giving a non-refundable tax credit so that people can recover the money they spend traveling around the country. Jesus, that's stupid. But they can't get any of that money until they file their taxes next year. So your tax credit offers no immediate relief to anyone. Uh-huh. And can only be taken advantage of by people who currently have enough money in the bank to spend on taking a vacation right now. Uh-huh. It makes no provisions for extending any of the money from the CARE Act or the PPP program that actually goes directly to the small businesses and people who need it most, including the tourism industry. Nope. And it puts the long-term health of the very tourism industry you're trying to save in jeopardy by actively spreading the virus, thus exponentially increasing the amount of time it will take to lower the infection curve to the point that tourism can benefit from actually safe travel conditions. Uh-huh. Oh, well, when you put it that way, Jesus, that's stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. A noose was found in the garage assigned to NASCAR's only African-American driver, Bubba Wallace. The incident was reported as a potential hate crime, but the FBI investigation discovered that the noose had been in that particular garage since at least October of 2019, and that there was no possible way that whomever hung it there would have known that Bubba Wallace would be assigned to that garage this particular race. While the fact that the noose was evidently intended as a door pull and not a hate crime is welcomed news, it raises the question, why use a noose as a door pull? To answer that question, we turn to Dr. Seuss's lesser-known classic, Other Uses for Nooses. A noose is a knot whose most common use is hanging a man, so don't tie it too loose. But hanging is not this knot's only use. Oh, the things you can do with a noose. You can make use of a noose as a door pull with spruce. You can strangle a goose or tie a moose to a caboose. Okay, that wasn't helpful. The point is that even if the noose wasn't intended as a racist symbol, it can still have racist consequences. That was the point of saying a use of a noose to tie a moose to a caboose? Making points is hard. For more on the point Dave failed to make with Dr. Seuss's uses for nooses, Barely out of a whisper, obtained audio of a meeting of knot-tying enthusiasts. Sorry I was late. I had trouble tying my tie. You're the chairman of a knot-tying enthusiast convention, and you had trouble tying a necktie? I hate Windsor knots. I feel like I might as well be wearing a noose around my neck. Uh, that's racist. How is not liking ties racist? 
The noose reference is racist. That's ridiculous. To associate the noose solely with lynching ignores the noose's proud history of suicide, autoerotic asphyxiation, and public execution. How is that a proud history? I'm just saying nooses have been used to kill white people too. Not to mention, there is no better knot for tying a moose to a caboose. How often does that even come up? It doesn't matter that it never happens. As long as it's possible that it could happen, then we don't have to acknowledge the usual racism of something that's usually racist, because sometimes it's not racist. I was only trying to say that neckties are uncomfortable. You know what else is uncomfortable? Racial injustice. How dare you insinuate that I'm a racist just because I want to preserve the proud goose-strangling heritage of a knot whose history, much like the way you tie it, is complicated. If the noose is racist because of its association with lynching, is the Windsor knot also racist because of its association with England's imperialistic royal family? You see, once you ban the noose, no knot is safe. It's a slip knot. You mean slippery slope. First the knot slips over nooses, then it slips over Windsors. Next thing you know, goose strangling soirees will go the way of the dodo bird hitch. That's not a real knot. I support the banning by the knot enthusiast convention of nooses and other knots that are both uncomfortable around the neck and associated with racist oppression. Just because a knot is most often associated with racism does not make the knot itself racist. The knot symbolizes racism, not because the knot is racist, but because the knot has become associated with racism, which is not the fault of the knot, but we still cannot pretend that the racism associated with the not necessarily racist knot is not real. So you're saying that I cannot disassociate a knot from the racism that knot has come to symbolize, whether I mean for the knot to be racist or not? I'm afraid not. Thank you for listening to Barely Audible Whisper, made possible by the following people. Writer, co-host, and producer Dave Baldwin. Co-host and actress Molly Brown. Writer and actor Daniel Carter-Brown. Actors Corey Burns, Michael Morgan, and Ali Glonick. Please check out BarelyAudibleWhisper.com where you can read our blog and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media and tell all your friends you think we're hilarious. We appreciate your support. With us now is one of the moderators of Derpy, of Derp, Derpy, Derpy Buru. Hubris.